0: with us, Aurier, who is a second year medical student at the University of Bristol. Hello, thank you for coming today.
1: Thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: um, so if we just get straight into it, um, can you tell us about, yeah, what you're up to before you started medicine?
1: Yeah, so um, before I did a degree in natural sciences at mm-hmm. the University of Nottingham. Um, so I kind of, it's for anyone that doesn't know about natural sciences it's basically like a mix of any of the sciences but that kind of expands out into anthropology and uh, Mm -hmm. geography and psychology they all kind of come under it Um, but I kind of focused on chemistry and biology Mm -hmm. Um, but I actually took immediately before I took a year out um, because I just kind of wanted a a break Mm -hmm. from studying and to like do a bit of traveling and yeah about
0: mm. it. Perfect. Okay. Um, so was medicine in your mind at all in those stages? Um, yeah, definitely. So
1: I actually I originally applied for medicine when okay. I was um yeah, doing my first UK second team, uh just finishing A levels, um, but I didn't get a place. Mm-hmm. I think my UK cat score wasn't great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm. uh, and actually, I was thinking about it the other day and I was thinking that, I don't know, 18 is, I. when I look back on myself at 18, I think, oh, you know, I was quite young and like, actually, mm-hmm. was I ready to even study medicine? Because now I feel like I've come a lot of, a long way with my confidence. I'm still growing on that a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit but um, yeah, I think I was just quite shy and yeah, <laughs> now mm-hmm. I, I'm, yeah. Building on that.
0: Yeah, perfect. So in your year out, did you do anything kind of with progressing to medicine in mind? Or after that year, had you kind of just put it aside
1: and thought, this is something I'll come back to later? So I applied in my last year of my undergraduate. Mm-hmm. Um and basically I think I applied for some that were deferred entry. No. Mm-hmm yeah a few that mm-hmm. were deferred entry which actually I'm not sure if that hinders your chances because I don't think a lot mm-hmm. of places like um, accepting uh, people that want to postpone that um, mm-hmm. but yeah so I did that in my last year at Nottingham and mm-hmm. got a place in Bristol mm-hmm. so then I was kind of like ah oh, I can just you know do whatever I want with this year and not have to mm-hmm. focus on like work experience and doing the application and the mm-hmm. interviews and things so it was more kind of just a break in my life <laughs> to be yeah, honest okay. um, but actually I think again that year kind of like put me a bit out of my comfort zone and
0: mm-hmm.
1: like traveled and like met new people and mm-hmm. all those things which are kind of like they're a little bit I don't know you know nerve-wracking not nerve-wracking mm-hmm. But exciting and, yeah oh it's definitely yeah so mm-hmm. yeah it was just a great great time really
0: perfect yeah okay so your year out was after your your first degree yeah so yeah Not, okay yeah and you were able to get deferred entry for Bristol yeah yeah nice yeah, we, okay
1: is that quite... Yeah, amazing. I haven't heard
0: of anyone else. Yeah, I haven't heard of anyone else uh, doing that. But I suppose, you, just as you said, it was great for you to then be able to relax and spend the year how you want, knowing that that was already, uh, yeah, in the bag.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: yeah. So what, uh, can you tell me a bit more about what you got up to on that year out? Where did you travel to? What sort of stuff did you get to?
1: Yeah, so I went to, like, uh, Central America um, mm-hmm. I spent some time, I kind of did a a thing, I don't know if anyone's heard of it, Work Away. It's a great kind of uh, website that like allows you to go to places and you basically like get Mm -hmm. accommodation for free in exchange for like work. But it's quite um, random and the people will just post ads and Mm -hmm. kind of respond. And yeah, this is Mm -hmm. what I can do. And so, yeah, I went to... um, some islands of Panama, in like, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of traveled a bit in Costa Rica and Mexico. Mexico was definitely my favorite place. Cool. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, highly recommend if anyone okay. wants to. Okay. <laughs> likes the sun, likes the food.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, maybe is an elective. It's uh, a place
1: to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely the one to consider. Um, and then I also just did some work for the Forestry Commission, really okay. randomly. Okay, uh, yeah. They have some woods, which is kind of near my house. Um, so, yeah, kind of that mm-hmm. to get a bit of money, because obviously funding a second degree mm-hmm. is uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's challenging. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, no, that's definitely uh, definitely true. So by the time that year was up, did you feel kind of really ready to start medicine?
1: yeah I think so yeah I'm like I love traveling but actually Mm -hmm. I like I can't just do that I'm not a person that could just like Mm -hmm. be on holiday for months on end like even in Mm -hmm. my university holidays I'm always like working and doing other things Mm -hmm. um so I think that showed me that like actually I need some kind of brain stimulus and Mm -hmm a bit of more work yeah
0: is that something though maybe you're considering in the future like incorporate using you know your qualification to go and travel and go abroad
1: definitely that's like yeah kind of my goal is to Mm -hmm. hopefully do some kind of expedition medicine Uh, I went to a conference the other day and it was they were just talking about the whole but all the ranges um Mm -hmm. within that So, yeah, I kind of dreamed, actually, I really wanted to do a ski season, but I kind of didn't sort myself out. But I thought Mm -hmm. always being a ski doctor would be pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't think I could just do that. So, yeah, I think I'd probably do some other uh, kind Mm -hmm. of standard medicine alongside that. Yeah.
0: Seasonal. Like
1: something that
0: changed by the season. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So the application the second time round, how did you find that compared to the first time?
1: Um that's a good question. Um well I feel like I kind of I knew what was coming mm-hmm. in that you know I was a bit more prepared for my UK cat. Mm -hmm. I don't think i do much better, but um, I was a bit more prepared in that. I didn't actually do, like, the BMAP or GAMSAT, Mm which maybe I should have, but I didn't. Um, Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I think I just kind of built up a bit of a portfolio of, like, work Mm -hmm. experience. Um, Over the years, I worked as a carer um, Mm -hmm. and yeah I was feeling a bit more confident about the uh interviews as well because mm-hmm. that's probably for me is the like most daunting part of it yeah um, the personal statement's fine because I was kind of like I knuckled that down I was like yeah oh, no, yeah this is why I want to do medicine just give me a mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah the the interviews like like I said I was kind of a bit more confident in myself and mm-hmm. I think the first time round I completely overthought it and you know psyched it up that they were going mm-hmm. to ask me all these really horrible questions um but actually like mm-hmm. they just ask you why do you want to do medicine yeah. why Bristol mm-hmm. it's not too bad so yeah I found, I found that a lot better
0: yeah so were you able to was it do you think it was just increased confidence the second time round, or were you able to I suppose change your mindset into being in a better place for the interviews
1: yeah I think it was a bit of both mm-hmm. um, probably um yeah I, I just felt like a bit more of a grown-up and like this yes. was you know I really wanted to do it and like I just mm-hmm. had to get over this hurdle and that actually like it's it's not a big thing they're just mm-hmm. going to ask you like really simple questions so yeah I think it was a bit of mindset you're right
0: yeah yeah and I suppose just the experience maybe you feeling more ready you like having more experience kind of that helped with your confidence as well yeah definitely definitely. yeah so the work experience is that something you did while you were studying your first degree
1: yeah so in my university holidays I'd work as Mm -hmm. A carer um mm-hmm. I worked as a mobile carer originally they're kind of the mm-hmm. ones that go from house to house just mm-hmm. helping people with like meals and making sure they take their medication and things mm-hmm. so I did that one summer but it was it was a really hard <laughs> job because mm-hmm. I think I was maybe like 19 at the time and mm-hmm. um they gave you work days that were from like seven in the morning till mm-hmm. 10 in the evening but you wow. didn't get paid for the time that you were traveling between houses and where wow. I live in the countryside you, mm-hmm. you'll be traveling for like half an hour between houses so mm-hmm. I ended up not getting paid a lot which was quite mm-hmm. irritating because I was spending basically my whole day mm-hmm. um working but not really <laughs> not really getting paid yeah but yeah, also I found, yeah, you'd go into some of these homes and people, I feel like they shouldn't have been just at home
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because they weren't mobile and yeah, some people just weren't very well. Um, mm-hmm. I did flag it up to kind of my uh, mm-hmm. managers, but I, yeah, I just felt a bit helpless mm-hmm. um, in a way. And then after that, I, uh, through a neighbour, got a job um, with a family that had two children with cerebral palsy. And yeah, so I'm kind of actually still going back there and helping them. This last summer that um, during the pandemic was Mm -hmm. quite tough because we rely a lot on like days out and going to places Mm -hmm. and... They normally like take a summer holiday um so I think they plan to go to France for like two weeks and then within like maybe two weeks of the the mm-hmm. away they had to cancel it because of coronavirus so yeah we kind of we struggled a lot as um in, in our caring team to like mm-hmm. uh, find things to do and make mm-hmm. every day like fun and <laughs> Um, and yeah it was quite long hours because we were short on carers so
0: mm-hmm.
1: all of that was quite stressful um, but it's very rewarding and I think yeah that's one thing that I I always kind of reflect on I'm like yeah this is uh, after a long day I kind of think mm-hmm. you know what went right the kids were happy so <laughs> that kind of um yeah makes it
0: work. yeah and for what sort of training did you get, I suppose, for the first job where you felt maybe not so supported? And then did that just carry over for your second job? Do you think you used those skills?
1: Yeah, so we did kind of a bit of like manual handling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we had some training in first year for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually on the job, like, yeah, they gave me I think they gave me like a week of training um, at this mm-hmm. care company. But honestly, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't feel like enough. And you kind of, Mm -hmm. in a way, I feel like I'd be more comfortable if I was with someone um, that had a bit more experience, because I was just kind of thrown into this all alone. And Mm -hmm. yeah, but it it is quite simple, I guess, in that um, a lot of the time you don't need to help people move around, but it's Mm -hmm. more just uh, keeping track of their um medication and um helping them wash and getting them food and things so mm. yeah but there's it, it's just such a range of um people that you see so mm-hmm. you know never...
0: yeah and I suppose it's that feeling prepared if you come across something more serious um that that's the you know day-to-day you know probably come across scenarios that are fine but I suppose yeah it's feeling equipped if
1: what to do yeah -hmm. they did they kind of there was like a hotline that you could call Mm -hmm. um so in that it was it was good and I like I said I did have to yeah bring that um
0: -hmm.
1: but yeah then from that I kind of in into the care job with the family it was I guess I used those skills a little bit but it was very different setting in that you Mm -hmm. kind of got to know the children a lot Mm -hmm. better and yeah everyone's no two caring jobs are the same no two Mm -hmm. patients are the same and I think Mm -hmm. that's one thing I took away from um Mm -hmm. yeah like caring even if they have similar conditions it's not always that they present Mm -hmm. in the same way um so yeah I think yeah I don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah
0: I, yeah I suppose as well they might not want care in the same way they might not want the same um yeah so it's a something really valuable to take into medicine yeah. and like a perspective to take in
1: yeah I think well sorry with the second um mm-hmm. with the caring job with the family as well it was kind of fitting around the family and seeing how mm-hmm. kind of it influenced them as, as well so mm-hmm it was a lot more, yeah, personal, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so coming a bit back to applications the second time round, did you apply, like where did you apply to? Was it a mixture of undergrad and grad
1: or? Yeah, so the second, so for the first time round, I think mm-hmm. I applied for only three in the end because I was mm-hmm. like looking at my UK CAT score and it just it didn't fit in mm-hmm. with it. Um, So actually, I applied to Bristol and got an Mm -hmm. interview there. Nice, okay. But then messed up the (laughs) interview clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, And where else? I think Cardiff and Nottingham as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second time round, I applied for, I actually applied for Cambridge. They Mm -hmm. did a graduate scheme, Mm -hmm. but they don't look at any entrance in SAMS so that was one thing because mm-hmm. I knew like my UK cat wasn't very strong and I hadn't done the mm-hmm. BMAP or GAMSAP um yeah I applied that and I did get an interview but uh, no I didn't yeah. I couldn't do very well but yeah. I think, yeah I kind of reflected on that it was before my Bristol interview and I mm-hmm. kind of like oh it was a lot more scientific and, mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I should have done better because I was just doing a degree in science, yep. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of used it as a practice mm-hmm. almost and, yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then I also applied for Kings mm-hmm. and Sheffield, I think, for mm-hmm. undergrad, um, but yeah, I didn't get a place. Yeah. Um, so basically
0: Bristol chose me yeah yeah but I think so in the interviews it's so competitive that just because you don't get a place from the interview doesn't mean you haven't done well there's just so many candidates and really good candidates that yeah it's just one of those things that you just might not have quite hit that right threshold but you still could have done done well so that's true yeah it's a it's a really tough process um
1: And yeah, for anyone listening, just yeah, (laughs) because you'll you'll find that that right medical school.
0: Yeah, and you learn a lot throughout the process, and and I think the different interview processes says a lot about the med school. So, I think Mm -hmm. the one that you fits well into their interviewing system, I suppose, is a good fit potentially for the way they, you know, approach everything and the way they teach and all that. So.
1: Yes, yeah, so you're in the place
0: you need to be you're in the best place <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah definitely I mean, mm-hmm. Bristol was MMI when I did yeah. it was it MMI mm-hmm. I don't know when did you apply this?
0: so I'd, I'd applied the year I suppose yeah I didn't defer entry so I okay. would have applied the year after you
1: yeah um, but I think they are still are MMI. Yeah. and mm-hmm. for me that was quite a nice style mm-hmm. because you could kind of just let it go once yeah. you've one station, it was like, that's out of the way. This yeah. next interview is not going to know what I said. So, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. yeah. yeah
0: there, was, there was no time really to reflect either with yeah. like the whistle and the timings, you know, you just, yeah. The <laughs> adrenaline's um, going, you're like, yeah.
1: And then by the time, yeah, the hour's done, it's like, wow, that was just like five minutes. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah Yeah. intense intense um so how has it been now starting so you had your year out and then you know started at Bristol how how how's it been
1: yeah well gosh I mean obviously coronavirus has changed Mm -hmm. a lot of things um but my first year to be quite honest like I was I was quite nervous um Mm -hmm. coming into an undergraduate course just because I felt like I was a lot older and I felt like I wasn't going to fit in Mm -hmm. with anyone. Um, but really like 18 year olds, they're not bad people. They're they're nice (laughs) like on the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I was not in halls either. So Mm -hmm. that was quite different. I was living with a family. Um, Mm -hmm. actually were two doctors, but, um, and they had like a 18 year old son, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah, that was that was okay. But I think I found it quite lonely in that, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't when you came home, you didn't have any like anyone mm-hmm. else that was going through the same thing that like you just like mm-hmm. talk to and hang out with. So yeah, that was a bit different. Um, but I'm a very sporty person, so mm-hmm. I took up basketball and volleyball uni team and the uh, Bristol team as well nice so that kind of got me through as well and made quite a few friends there Mm -hmm. and obviously our lovely mature medics group (laughs) um, is yeah definitely made made this feel like home now
0: yeah yeah I think how did you find how did you come across that family to live with and kind of what was your like why did you choose that way of of living in first year?
1: Well actually so I forgot to say in my year out I also went mm-hmm. to Japan mm-hmm. um, so I went to like a summer camp there and mm-hmm. basically spent a few months there. Um, my boyfriend was from there so I mm-hmm. did the summer camp and then we traveled around to Japan a bit um, but anyway basically I was still in Japan with like with about I think two weeks or a week to go before I started Mm -hmm. medical school Mm -hmm. and uh, I basically was relying on living with one of my friends that was doing a master's here Mm -hmm. and I think his friend but we basically left it too late and couldn't find a -hmm. flat so my mum had a friend in Bristol and she kind of texted her and was like, mm-hmm. Do you know any spare rooms going? So it was like through a, my mum's friend's friend mm-hmm. or something um, that we, uh yeah, I found this place. But yeah, okay, yep. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't leave it till the last minute, which mm-hmm. is something that I think I do too much. <laughs> yeah do it, you
0: have to plan so far in advance Though, like student lets go so early and I think it's quite uh I suppose a more unique situation coming in as a mature student because you're less likely to go into halls I know some people do um mm. but you are less likely to go into halls but then it's that how do you find the people that you know are in the same position that you'd like to live with so I think um that's something we've talked about haven't we through the mature medics to try and get people in contact earlier on um so that you're not in that In that position.
1: Yeah, and I think that would have been really nice in my first year to find some other Mm -hmm.
0: people,
1: even if they were in older years, even if they were doing Mm -hmm. other courses, but they were still like a little bit older. That would have been, yeah, quite nice. So hopefully we can get that off the ground. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's just trying to find a place to, I suppose, connect people and that they can find. Because did you look into, like, did you try and find any, I suppose, community or did you try and find people before you came to Bristol?
1: like a little bit but as I said I was kind of going off yeah. living with these two other people <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but yeah now I know there's like a lot of uh, student groups mm-hmm. um, but again it's kind of living with people that are a bit younger and I think they're doing mm-hmm. uni for the first time and you know they want to go out and yeah drink, and yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting a bit old you know <laughs> Mm -hmm. not not i'm not but i just don't want to do it in the middle of the week it's different
0: yeah Yeah. it's it's a different it's a different place in your life it's yeah Yeah. it is different um perfect so has how have you balanced kind of basketball with with uni has that been a bit of a challenge on your time or
1: i always i go by this i think sport at university is fantastic like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: everyone should do it because Mm -hmm you can't just focus on your university Mm -hmm. course. You'll go crazy. You need some other like outlets. And for me, yeah, sports, um, it gives me like a break, Mm -hmm. Mm de-stresses. It's really good. I think in my first degree, I was also doing a lot of sport and I kind Mm -hmm. of maybe missed judge the balance Um, and I think Mm -hmm. with medicine obviously there's a lot to do Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah actually in the pandemic not having any basketball has Mm -hmm. it's been nice to have my evenings back because normally I'm doing Mm -hmm. everything uh training every evening Mm -hmm. and kind of basketball games Mm -hmm. on the weekends and Mm -hmm. on Wednesdays um and whilst it's kind of good to have a break you also miss a lot of the like extra um Mm -hmm. seminars and not seminars Mm um yeah conferences and Mm -hmm. things that are going on um which I've now been able to kind of go into especially Mm -hmm. because they're all on zoom in the pandemic so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a positive Um, but yeah I think It's okay in my first and second year um, Mm -hmm. to be doing as much basketball as (laughs) as I Mm -hmm. am. But I think in the years to come, I'm probably gonna reel it in a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm still doing other things like running and things, but that Mm -hmm. can kind of fit a bit more around my schedule, Mm -hmm. especially with placement. I think, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's gonna be hard to work it in
0: yeah Um, just logistically it's a big challenge because you're you know you could be we've got uh, do you know where you are for your third year placements now
1: yeah yeah I'm gonna be in Mm -hmm. Swindon and then back in Bristol okay how about
0: you yeah so Western and then Bristol as well so I think yeah it'll be good but I suppose yeah logistically while you're out in Swindon it could be a challenge to keep up um you know you can't you know not as easy to just drive across for training is it
1: exactly yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. I might have to take a break from the university team just because mm-hmm. of that like the Wednesday games mm-hmm. and traveling quite far away isn't always the best <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. use of my time but I think I'll try and um stick with the uh Bristol National mm-hmm. League team because they only have like two trainings a week and the week weekend games so maybe I can work that in mm-hmm. <laughs> around yeah yeah being in hospital but I, it definitely for me it's like a social thing as well mm-hmm. as exercise so that's mm-hmm. one reason I kind of love it and yeah.
0: yeah yeah and I think sport brings so much as well like discipline resilience like yeah I think squat. I think in my first degree I perhaps played a bit more rugby than I did do any biochemistry as well so yeah it's uh yeah yeah um about right, and throughout the pandemic you were um you kind of had quite a big part to play in continuing like the community of um the basketball team as well didn't you
1: Yeah, I guess um, I'm their well-being officer uh, Mm -hmm. for the university team so I've Mm -hmm. kind of been trying to um, keep up uh, that going
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, because obviously it's a very lonely time Mm -hmm. and people's mental health isn't great. not everyone but some people and mm-hmm. yeah trying to kind of reach out and be there for people but it's, it's really hard like mm-hmm. I've been t- kind of doing a similar thing to the mature medics and mm-hmm. we have like a drop-in mm-hmm. um, link but it varies that who's mm-hmm. using it and I think people aren't that keen to Go on to Zoom after a day of being on yep, Zoom, being, and being yep. on their laptop. So I think, yeah, it's struggling. But we we've been doing um, a couple of trainings now, which I've been nice. helping out in. Yeah, so that online. But you know, we watch some basketball clips, mm-hmm. and talk about it. It's quite fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's good. Do you
0: like circle people and like draw arrows, like you see. Yeah, nice.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah it's good fun.
0: Yeah so thinking more I suppose back towards the course and on the academic side how much did your previous degree um, how has it kind of helped you or has there been much that you've pulled through
1: um, during medicine? Yeah it keeps kind of cropping up that I've Mm -hmm. done bits of this before in my Mm -hmm. last degree. Um, I think I tried to avoid a lot of the cellular stuff in my degree, but actually mm-hmm. in my last degree, yeah. but that actually kind of came up quite a lot. And I think the whole of our like first uh, term of university was mm-hmm. a lot on the biochemistry kind of side, so that that helped. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it kind of I it comes up now and again. And I think with like some of the practicals um, mm-hmm. that we've been doing for um, biochemistry kind of mm-hmm. in the lab there, it's, it's helped. Um, and some of the skills, but I think, yeah, for me, like this is more of the physiology and the whole kind of person, mm-hmm. how it all comes together and talking to patients as well. Mm-hmm. So that's all a bit new to me and something that I'm definitely learning. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But it does help coming from a science background, I think.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Just to have like the more you go over stuff, the kind of Mm -hmm. more it's like ingrained in your head and you're just like, yeah, I know this this is how it works because it's science (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah exactly but like learning it for the first time you're always kind of a bit like figuring out this figuring out that so Mm -hmm. yeah
0: Mm -hmm. it's just it's basically a whole new language isn't it so if even if the terminology is slightly familiar it's just something that's less yeah something less to learn something that's already vaguely you know in your periphery and then you can build on it so
1: Exactly, you just draw it Mm -hmm. back from this kind of hidden Mm -hmm. part of your brain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Um. saying that, I mean, there are so many new terminologies that we're learning, Mm -hmm. right? It is a whole other language.
0: Yeah, all of anatomy is just, (laughs) yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, perfect. So thinking about how the first, I suppose, year and a half has gone, what kind of what's your I suppose biggest lessons you've learned or what top tips uh would you have for someone starting or if you could have given yourself when you started
1: um I think just be confident and like Mm -hmm. talk to patients um like their people because Mm -hmm. that's something I'm, I'm still kind of like working on not to overthink it not to worry about asking the wrong questions because Mm -hmm. like now is the time when you're learning to do that um so yeah definitely that and also that like everyone's in the same boat and that Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: we're all learning this for the first time I think Mm -hmm. medicine is very competitive and people are kind of scared of not of being judged because they don't know things but Mm -hmm. actually like it's okay to not know things Mm -hmm. because that's why we're here and that's why we're learning Mm -hmm. and just be brave enough to be like yeah I don't understand this can someone Mm -hmm. explain because chances are there's a lot of other people that don't know it but they're just Mm -hmm. too scared to be like what is this so Mm -hmm. actually that's one thing like coming in as as someone a bit older like I'm doing Mm -hmm. that and yeah I don't feel too bad (laughs) about Mm it um but
0: yeah, I hope that helps people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's great advice. I think sometimes you feel like you should already be the end product. You know, like you should know everything, you should be able to speak to patients, and you're you're know, not your first, second year medical student. You're there to learn. They expect you to to not do it right, to make mistakes. Um, yeah. But I think yeah, there's a clash between knowing that, but also just wanting to to not do it wrong and Mm, so
1: definitely,
0: but yeah, I think but that's...
1: just practice, practice, yeah. and yeah, uh, that's how yeah we're gonna get to our, on, our
0: on your fake patients like we were doing with our oh
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oscar taking a pillow. I yeah. never thought I'd do it, but here yeah. we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna be when we let loose on the wards, it's gonna be interesting.
1: <laughs> it, is, it is. But you know, I was thinking about actually this is a bit more like a traditional kind of course in that you
0: mm-hmm.
1: you learn all the knowledge, then you go on to the wards. Yes.
0: Yeah, I can't
1: think, go that <laughs> Yeah,
0: no, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. Um and just uh to finish up thinking about the future, so we've talked a lot about your experience um as a carer and your interactions with the patients has that influenced the future specialities you're thinking about or you've also talked about expedition medicine like are you drawn particularly um
1: yeah so I think def- definitely the expedition mm-hmm. medicine is something I'd like to pursue and in this conference mm-hmm. that we're talking to someone that was uh doing mm-hmm. that she was saying but actually like um Being a GP is kind of works, works with that. Doing Mm -hmm. some emergency medicine kind of works with that. Mm -hmm. And those are both two kind of things that I'd considered. Um, I think one of the beauties though of being a doctor is that you can do like a bit Mm -hmm. of this with a bit of that. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I think that's, yeah, something I don't want to kind of get too fixed into Mm -hmm. doing a very niche speciality. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'd like to keep it kind of quite broad mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think I've also kind of considered obs and gymy, um mm-hmm. because I've got kind of an interest in women's health um, mm-hmm. and but maybe yeah maybe not obs and gynae maybe just being a GP with
0: some
1: mm-hmm. um, knowledge of, of women's health yeah Really, I'm not sure. I feel like
0: you don't know until you try, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you definitely don't need to try. But I think it's just interesting seeing people's previous experiences, seeing how they maybe influence people's thoughts about um, specialities. I think that's a really interesting point as well about complementary specialities. Like usually Mm. people have a speciality in mind, but the idea of picking one speciality that would allow you to explore another, I think is... Is really interesting and it shows the flexibility of medicine and
1: like how yeah, much scope it, there is yeah and I mean most of the doctors that I've come across like they do have a lot of mm-hmm. these like yeah dual kind of career mm-hmm. paths going going forward so I think yeah it's really exciting yeah
0: yeah so I suppose yeah it's not even now you don't even pick one specialty. you've got to yeah you've got a, a few open I suppose yeah. yeah there's some perhaps you wouldn't want expedition medicine to cross with obs and Geine. perhaps you don't want to be <laughs> <laughs> maybe
1: yeah. not. Maybe, well yeah. you never know you never know it depends what yeah I don't, I don't think it would work <laughs> yeah yeah um, <laughs> but maybe yeah. some of the skills maybe yeah the skills. mm-hmm yeah,
0: yeah okay well thank you so much for all your time today and sharing your story um and some yeah some really interesting um insights and hopefully we'll see you on the basketball court yes. flying around soon
1: hopefully when we're allowed to play again <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. perfect um,
0: cool. yeah thank you very, very much nice
1: to speak to you
0: <laughs> bye-bye thank you bye <laughs>